0: Welcome to another episode of the Athearchist Show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Radio, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I, of course, am Dano, Dano the Animal. Where is Dano? On Instagram. And with me today, as always, my lovely, handsome cohort.
1: I am really stoned.
0: Damn right that you are. That is my name today. Damn right you are. How many joints are you up to so far?
1: I, I'm pushing ten to fifteen a day recently. Ten. It's so, just like so. Right now you're oh, up, you're up to probably about six every five. ten minutes. Uh, okay, I'm over ten. Already, you're over ten. So. You've met your quota. Yeah, met my quota. <laughs> Fuck it. I, these twenty packs don't last long.
0: What are we on episode five now?
1: Yeah, I think this, this is the five. fifth one. Yeah,
0: tight, tight. Well, today our guest with us is none other than Eugene's local loan mecca of art for everything and i and i i want to use the word art very very key word being art because today we have art for truth also known as will that was that was his birth name he is a uh, a musician slash visual artist slash uh any kind of really artist that you can place out there Rather it be you know all he he tackles on all the senses but today with us welcome Will Art for Truth thank you for being here with us
2: well thank you very much for having me Dana and Aaron it's very very good to be here
0: yeah we're in the we're in the mobile stage you know we got our I got my cigarette lit up Aaron's got his joint lit up you got a joint lit up let's let's hop right into it I wanted to ask uh, when did you start playing music
2: me I started playing music. When I was, not including some piano lessons when I was 10 years old or so, which didn't last very long, when I was about 13 or so, I got a guitar and started messing around with it a little bit. Mm. Um, and I, I, I chuckled around with the guitar here and there, and I always had one, but I didn't really, really get into it and start playing, playing, and saying, like, hey, I'm going to do something with this until um, mid-2000 teens or so. Really? Well... Not fair. I would say two thousand four I had a bit of a I'm gonna go the music route and I was playing pretty good and I hooked up with a drummer and we were doing some stuff and then I that didn't last super long and then I focused more on art and just had the guitar around.
0: Got it. Were, you, then, were you raised you by the radio?
2: It, uh <laughs> it's kinda sort of. Um I was raised also by Christian records and um um you know, some old gospel stuff, um Beatles and Beach Boys records.
0: No shit. No Maybe. that was just based around uh what was around what the family had lying around or
2: Yes, the records and the record player were in what they called the the playroom or the kids room which I spare. Oh
0: shit. Spent
2: most of my time there and I was given, you know, I learned how to use the record player by like 4 years old. So, you wow. know, I was listening to all what whatever my parents had. Right. Jesus Christ Superstar was oh. a big one. I listened to the shit like I don't know what the language oh please here. by all means uh, I, I listen i i listen to the yeah that like crazy for sure wow
0: that's awesome uh so you started around around the teens now when you say you you started with piano lessons was that going to a piano teacher or was there a piano in the house and you just started to try to pick up the keys
2: a bit of a mix. It was more we got a piano. My grandparents had one, and then my mom ended up getting it from them, and so we were playing piano some and like to play around in this. But then we started to take lessons from this from this person, and um, they didn't last super long. Um, my brother uh, was the younger brother, and could be a little bit. I don't want to say disruptive, but maybe, you know, and they, and the teacher didn't like that. And so my mom and my mom didn't like that. So she pulled us out of piano lessons.
0: I would, and what led to that question was I was listening to uh, Billy Graziati.
1: You're by
0: um, has it and, and Billy Bio, And he went to a piano teacher and the general consensus that I'm picking up from piano teachers is that they're very strict and they're very, um disciplinary. Mm-hmm. You know, was 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 that could you say that was the same case for your piano teacher where you would uh mess up a note and they would hit you over the hand with a ruler or they would smack you on the back of the head or or tell you you had to focus more or, or get mad that you're wasting your parents' money or so
2: um didn't get the smacks so much. Um, maybe maybe a, a stern comment here and there. Uh, what I remember most from my piano teacher was him being stern or upset and raising his voice or whatnot. Uh, more for, like from my brother's disruptions. Like, you're you know, your brother's trying to learn the piano here and you keep interrupting, you know, that kind of thing. Got that it. happened with doctors too actually if I, we're being honest but uh, uh um yeah i remember that he he and he was and i think my parents pulled us out cuz they thought he was a little too harsh
0: well yeah yeah and i can totally see how not only a parents shouldn't really stick up for that kind of behavior you're you're paying for a service there should be especially while teaching art and we'll touch on this in a in a bit but when you're teaching art it strikes me as something that should be taken more uh Taken almost less seriously because you're, you're not dealing with a way that you're trying to teach someone. Like I've had people try to get me to teach them to play drums. And the one thing that I want to express to them is like, dude, you don't know anything. So go into it knowing you don't know anything and you'll learn something versus being told, well, you have to do it this way. And it has to be black and white and militant and, you know, and, and real stern and strict because that could really turn somebody off from have you touched a piano mm-hmm. sense?
2: Uh, as a matter of fact, I ha- I have and uh, when I was in my late twenties, give or take, I took piano lessons again with a type of a church, the church piano lady, you know, for where I was living, and the person went to this church and 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 so and she w- and that reinvigorated, uh, you know, my um interest a bit. She was cool, she was nice, she was you know, um, definitely kind of the church lady, somewhat you know, I don't um not amish-esque but you know definitely a very religious kind of a person in that communal sense and uh but not not strict but you know a good teacher you know wanted you to learn stuff um so yeah i did i did actually in my 20s pick piano lessons up again and i even did a recital and i was you know the oldest person in the recital by like 15 years but and some of those kids blew me away. I was oh, all excited. Shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh I'm gonna be the best one up here, blah blah, blah blah blah. And then I'm like, oops, I missed up and then these kids are like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. I'm like, oh well they showed me up. I'm gonna right. take more freaking piano lessons.
0: Well, I mean there's but, there's also a level of of you know, I, I've also seen people that are raised musically to where their parents played, so now they have to play. And they're almost worse than instructors because now that there's the pressure of oh, you want to do this? Well, you're going to do it all or nothing. And I'm going to set you up with my booking agent. You better not waste my time. And after homework, it's straight to the instruments, you know? And Yeah. yeah.
1: It really, it seems like the more traditionally based your teachings are, the drier your artistic creativity is. Right.
0: You know how many times like, I heard people go in a guitar center and they have the, the teacher there that's just like, well, bring me four pieces of music that you want to learn and I'll show I'll just show you how to play.
2: Them. Yeah. And you can watch YouTube videos for that. <laughs> yeah. And man, you didn't
1: used to be able to watch YouTube videos to learn. I can't like I learned how to play music with tabs. Yeah, because uh, uh and, Guitar
0: World magazine.
1: Yeah, and cuz I could I I played the trombone in middle yeah. school and high school, but it and I could read music. But when I learned guitar, I didn't learn guitar how to read music. It was easy for stoned me to look at number seven on the fourth string and Absolutely. put my finger there. And then that wasn't even enough. And I had to go to drop D to be like, I just want to get drunk, put my finger on something put my finger and make on some noise. And have it make that heavy, heavy <laughs> tone, you know, that yeah. heavy note. Well, then we meet these people over the years that are so classically trained. They can like play anything. Oh, yeah. But their brains aren't capable of like,
0: freestyling thinking or, yeah freestyle yeah. and the mm-hmm. creative
1: thinking outside there's no box they're so boxed in they can't get outside of it anymore. right yeah,
2: and it's important. Yeah. Like art's out the bo- out of the box, you know. Yeah, like, and the more yes. confined you are in there, the less like emotive it is, and the less gestural it tends to be, you know. And I teach that, you know, in visual art as well as musical art. In fact, it was a rigidness in music that kind of led me to, you know, what I'm just going to play again the drop D and just a totally open tuning and
1: yeah. just
2: kind of pick it up in a whole different way. And like, I don't really know how to play guitar in a normal way, but I can. I can do something with it this way that i'm playing with it and right. that's the important thing
0: right yeah i noticed that in your tunings when you play too like is it just me or do you have like a random set of tuning for each guitar that you have like some of them are just like or is it the pedals that you're going through because sometimes you'll just you'll stroke an open note and it almost sounds like each string is tuned to where it makes a uh, a, a note if that makes sense.
2: I think it does, yeah. Um, some of the guitars are a little different, but not, uh, one might be a standard here and there, but not too often. Usually I tune them approximately the same, but some have more or less strings. Like I'll take a string out on this one or, you know, the, oh. you know, I, my preferred guitar has five strings. Okay. I like a little space. So one of the things too with me, it's not just playing it, you know, d- drop tuning, but I play upside down and backwards. I play left-handed oh. on a right-handed guitar. Okay. And that changes everything. So I got my bass strings on the bottom and then my higher strings up on top. So I cut the G string out usually, or I just hey. lose the G. Oh, yeah, cut out the <laughs> G string, baby. Free <laughs> ball yeah, that yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I have a little space in between my heavy strings and my high strings. So I'm not just twanging all the time when I'm strumming heavy on okay. the bass strings. See, and yeah, then that- I can still solo.
0: That makes sense because I noticed that you are very aggressive with with your strumming style, and uh, it almost c- creates the unique sound that I, I've known to to listen to when we see you play live. You mm. know, and uh, art for truth. When did you adapt that name? That name was two thousand. I want to
2: say eighteen, possibly nineteen. It was right around there. I certainly. It, there was a, a, a bit, you know, particular experience or a couple experiences where I really took it on in 2019. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, 2018-19 is when I adopted Art for Truth as my musical moniker. And uh, why? Um, well, I had been using it as my email for decades at this point. Oh, it was shit. It's been my email address, Art for Truth, like, spelt out. Oh, no, no. Who knows my email? No. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, for a long, long time. And so it made a lot of sense to turn it into my moniker, use the number four, and, you know. And I had, actually, one of the main reasons was I had been going by The Sleep of Reason for a while. I loved The Sleep of Reason. It was based off of a quote in a a Goya print, the painter Goya. Okay. Um, The Sleep of Reason produces monsters. And so I liked The Sleep of Reason. But then I, you know, was looking up other sleep of reasons and it had already been taken, you know, for a number of things like, you know what? I'm art. I'm about art. I'm art for truth. And that stuck. And I'm going
0: with that. So the the meaning of art for truth is you make art because it's, it's your version of the truth or like art for truth. Like instead of like art for profit or art for exposure, art for clout, it's art for the truth of.
2: Well, it, 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 it's like kind of like we might say science for truth, like art for truth. Like if we okay. use science or philosophy, for example, to discover truth, you know, especially science and where we have the tangible practical. Ah, We know now the earth is this old or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can use art in the same way to discover truth and to learn more about ourselves and what we are.
0: I see. Have you taken much hallucinogenic drugs in your life? Or?
2: Uh, much of what kind of what now? Uh, yeah. I've never heard of what you're talking about, oh, okay. sir. Yeah, I,
0: I completely understand. I, I mean, well, I, neither have I. What well, we're
2: talking about. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we know Aaron certainly doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> no,
3: not at all.
2: I, I'll, I'll say this about that. I... W- Art um, and LSD are where it's one of my most formative experiences. And the painter that I am today and the artist I am today, which I stand behind, you know, I mean, I I like the artist I am today Um, is is here because of a particular acid experience, if not a number of them. But, yeah, I did three drawings one night where I broke through. Literally the box. Rather than outlining things and stuff, I just started to break the drawing apart and did these real kind of trippy abstract drawings. Two in chalk pastels, multicolored, and uh, one, possibly two with a pen or marker, black and white. And that absolutely changed the way I looked at art and how I've made art ever since.
0: Wow. And and going into, well, another side of art that you carry, not not only audio art with, with music, but were you always good at putting like a pen, marker, paintbrush to a canvas or a piece of paper and drawing something out and having it look semi-legible? Or is that something that you acquired over the years?
2: I was always pretty good at it. I was always, you know, one of the kids in the class that was kind of better at it or enjoyed it or whatever that means, you know, right, right. But nice. uh, I had a, Yeah, I had an aptitude towards it, um, it, but it definitely took more practice in doing. I wouldn't have call, I wouldn't call myself like an art prodigy, but I was good at it. And I right. got really attracted to what art means for us as humans, you know, and I that see. drove me as a as artist making art.
0: What have you, what have you uh, kind of picked up as far as throughout doing two two different kinds of art uh visual art as well as music have you learned anything along the way about yourself or how you you know for lack of a better term evolve as an artist uh, have you have you looked within very much to see what is worked for you what hasn't what's advanced you what's what's made you a a better artist through the years
2: absolutely absolutely and I tried to look at it in terms of like how with asking all of those same questions but to the art itself and that's how and then I see it in myself and so as I look to see how I am evolving my art what am i doing to work towards that and how is that changing and what am i learning you know you know and all that the art then i can see how it is me you know and how i learn and grow and change from it and it's absolutely uh it, it it's awesome actually to look back and and see the the evolution and the connections you know i can look at work i did 20 or something years ago and a piece here and there I might get confused and be like, "Oh, I might have done that three years ago, oh right, but some usually I can
0: tell the yeah, difference definitely
2: so it's nice to see both of those um you know extremes of of change and connection
0: Wow, and going into yeah. another piece of uh, art that you carry with you, you have recently been uh, teaching art at schools.
2: Oh, I, yeah, I have, man, this has been a, this has been a trip. I tell you what. So I've been doing art education workshops and things like that, um, for both youth, but mainly adults for close to 10 years now. Okay. So I started at the U of O craft center and I still teach workshops there. And then I've had a number of places along the way, including like in remote Alaska and stuff. And that was really cool. I recently started working um, for Lane Arts Council through their teaching artist program where I go to school and I'll do a a session about painting, you know, a week or two week, whatever kind of a workshop Mm -hmm. in there. So what happened was Oak Ridge had a situation um, where they needed an art teacher. The art teacher left and they needed one immediately, pretty much. And uh so they were going to bring in a different artist each month through Lane Arts Council two days a week and do a little art program with the kids. Well, that turned into I was the first one. So I went up there and then they wanted me full time, you know, four days a week doing doing the art classes. Um, and then they asked if I would come back and just finish off the year. So there was a, 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 another a teacher who did some glass work uh, with the students, which is cool. They got to make little glass mosaics and
0: stuff. Fucking only in Oregon, <laughs> You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Like, all right, man, we got hippie-trippy Josh here coming to show you how to make some glass pipes. <laughs> I mean, uh, some boxes. <laughs> <Yeah. yeah. laughs> you yeah. can sell these at Country Fair next year if you're lucky. We're taking two lucky contestants. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> along with the... uh Along with the aforementioned question then, how does that affect you when you're trying to teach people about art when we were just talking about how piano teachers are and how you've, you've kind of looked inward and in seeing how art has progressed not only in yourself, but now you're doing that for, I mean, how many different minds now?
2: No. Yeah, a lot. And um, in a system that usually mandates a certain way of presenting this right. material. And I, while, of course, I, I shouldn't say of course, but I, while I have talked about perspective and body proportions and that kind of stuff yeah. and figure drawing, um, I've made up my own curriculum. Like I really was put in a, a lucky situation where they're like, okay, well, you're going to be the teaching artist. And I work with another teacher who's in the classroom as kind of the full-time teacher, the certified teacher. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm the not. yeah Yeah. she's got the credentials we get along like gangbusters she's wonderful you know like it's just i couldn't really have asked for a better teacher in there we're about the same age and it's like it's just really cool like she's great yeah um and um so that that uh, helps and i'm able to basically yeah to make up my own curriculum and teach what i want and it's like I, I really couldn't have ever hoped for this kind of a thing. Like, it's temporary. It's not going to last, okay. but without any credentials to be this weird fucking hippie ass dude no that comes shit. in and like, all right, we're going to talk about art, you know, and that means we're going to talk about aliens and we're going to talk about fucking shaman and we're going to talk about a lot of shit, you know? And I'd be and a liar so, yeah. if I
0: said, I, I've never daydreamed about that kind of situation. Cause I have like, if go, if go. I mean, even when I was a younger kid, still going to school, I was like, how would I be as a teacher? Mm-hmm. You know, have do you ever have those daydreams? You have
1: a lot of influence over people. Like it got me thinking when I got into Rafi for a bit. Oh yeah, not to jump to music, <laughs> but like I was like. Do you know how much control this guy has over no the future? shit. Like, in each teacher yeah. is a small portion of a Raffi. because you yeah. got your 30 people. Or That's it, true. It expands into more than that, because more come in and out. Mm-hmm. And, and at
0: such young minds, that way you have, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like...
1: and then someone like Raffi, you're playing for a million people oh, my in some God. other country, like yeah. anywhere, just seeing an under, somewhere. Well, how old are yeah. you?
0: 45. Uh,
1: uh, 45, okay,
0: sure. I'm 40. So our generation pretty much was, if you said dude do you remember voltron like that was almost our Raffy because like it was all cartoons and shit like that well even you and me are in yeah. the same thing it's mm-hmm. like i mean i never really got the because there wasn't i mean Raffy was i think always around but i mean i never really got into the the musical even like lamb chop and shit like that i never yeah. really got oh man right. yeah the
1: amount of you know mm-hmm. like the Barney. amount of impact stuff like yeah, that like had. like I that. mean, all the, yeah, like Mr. Rogers. Okay, now like that's, that. my Yo, oh, dude, that's my motherfucker. Yeah, dude, he is the man. Yeah. He is the absolute that's man. My my he's grandfather.
3: awesome.
1: <laughs> that is mm. That's that, Pop Pop. <laughs> but like, you know, I had, I guess I technically was like Mr. Rogers, Sesame yeah. Street. Sesame and my Street, little sister absolutely. was like Barney. Oh, my right. My brother was like Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and was she was
2: probably, the, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no! Go
2: ahead. I was just gonna say she was probably like Elmo Sesame Street because Sesame Street changed when Elmo took over. You know, yeah, (laughs) it was all
0: about Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, the Count, Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. and
0: Doctor Teeth. Even it was simple, baddest band in the land. And then
1: I don't know. Uh, Who knows? What was behind Mister Rogers and Sesame Street? Was it you know? No,
0: like- I heard that especially with like the biopic movies and whatnot. I've heard that Mister Rogers
1: was a fucking stand
0: up yeah. human being. You yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the real deal. He the was one of the few fucking deal. And mm-hmm. did he
1: have total control of that show? And like, I think
0: so. To the point uh, where he was addressing like racism and shit like that. I mean, and that couldn't have been something that PBS was fucking yeah trying to touch with a ten foot pole. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, yeah,
1: that was, was back when things were more real yes like, absolutely that's why yes. when you know i see even power rangers or barney and you're like this well now is just now, like-
0: now it's just replaced with an electronic thing like an ipad mm-hmm. it's no longer you know it could be caillou it could yeah. be paw patrol or whatever whatever they're putting out these days you yeah. know and i've just seen those names off of hearing them in pop culture references about oh yeah i give my kid the ipad and he watches his caillou or his paw patrol type shit i hear that shit yeah. but it's mostly just the ipad like we had the television of course like you can but people didn't want us to sit in front of the fucking television back in the day as yeah. kids
2: no go outside and yeah go we're outside not, and, like, and fucking we, do shit you're gonna my rot dad your hated brains nintendo,
0: and you nintendo know, like, now they throw a fucking ipad well, in front of a kid and they're like thank god for nana fucking
1: ipod because i think what yeah. actually ends up rotting your brain is the commercials yeah because that's the like Indoctrination, like part of uh, it, like whatever you know. Put the glasses on. Subliminal. Obey. Yeah. Buy this. Yeah. Like seeing the repetitive. <laughs> yeah. like Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Marry
2: and reproduce. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Put and on so, the damn glasses. <laughs> yeah. The damn Man. glass.
0: You <laughs> dirty motherfucker. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh. But I, I. And and that seems to to go back to what we were talking about. So I know we got off on a tangent there, but. Like, that was a, a daydream for me. It's like, how would I be as a teacher? And then I've, I saw those movies, like, with uh, uh, Morgan Freeman when he's the principal, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they bring him in, and he, br- he makes the changes and shit, or or yeah. Dangerous Minds, you know? Yep, or, or, I think uh, about that one a lot. Obviously. Or uh, the other one, that where the guy used to be military, and then he goes into the inner city fucking place school to fucking uh. shape it up and shit, or or uh the one with Edward James Olmos. You know, I I was raised with those movies where it was like the teacher came in and no one wanted to fucking learn and they were throwing shit at the teacher and then all of a sudden he just used a certain or they just used a certain way of reaching them, you
1: know. Yeah. How
0: do I reach these kids? Yeah. You know? You're and, sitting there at your desk hearing
1: the theme to Dangerous Minds in your head. Yeah. And Julio, you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> it's like the
0: equivalency of doing a, free, uh, a freestyle battle with, with lose yourself yeah. in, in your head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,
2: so- Honestly, I feel like that on a regular basis. I think really? I might kinda live in one of these movies because no I'm in a you know, it's not inner city LA, but Oak Ridge, Oregon yeah, is not a metropolis, old, man. man. Yeah, yeah, I'm in rural, kinda ho fucked up town Oregon, oh, you know, shit. and and it's uh it's different. I mean it, and it's very much kind of a weird place and I'm I'm a traveling teacher teaching them stuff they wouldn't normally learn. Right. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of their problems and different things that I like, I didn't even expect to have to deal with. Any of this stuff, like every day, I'm like, this is almost like one of those movies. Like, I really feel like that.
0: Has anyone come up to you as a student to teacher kind of thing and confided in you more than any of their other teachers because they kind of get a sense of real human being interaction? Mm-hmm. And, uh, type yeah. Of thing. There are there kids that come up to you and and kind of come to you with stuff? Yeah. Yep. Well. yeah They. We, won't, they we are. won't go into it. Or so, anything but um, no i, I will wondering. say
2: this though like we, in, on a similar thing about that um, one of the things they come to me whether this and that or that we have an understanding about is is the is the weed thing the whole 420 thing oh. there's sort of an intrinsic understanding we don't really talk about it but
0: because you can't have them exactly drawing pot leaves and, and you no, know, no. grateful but, dead bears and shit like that. Anyway. Uh, well, actually,
2: I, I, I didn't have on kind of both counts. Um, one girl's project this week was a grateful dead skull. We did the skull all week, so oh, I get to do that. We're looking shit. at the body and okay. gesture. So I'm like, we did this when we're going to draw the skull all week. And so on, on like one of the last days, I brought and I showed him slides from art history, like all throughout, mm. like skulls that were actually carved, you know, two thousand years ago in Tibet, and all these all kinds of. Yeah. Stuff. and then um the last day we were doing it i showed them slides of, of the grateful dead all like three different grateful dead skulls i showed them the misfit skull i'm like you've probably oh seen this around God, town i'm teaching this so shit in Oak Ridge. Awesome.
0: <laughs>
2: fuck yeah yeah there's gonna
0: be some kid out there that sees a misfit shirt and goes wait a minute i know that skull
2: dude. yeah but he was right it's
0: still yeah. there. You know, I'm like these,
2: and it's interesting though, as, as a side note on this, talking about like the dead or the misfit skull or the Iron Maiden Eddie, which yeah. sold millions and millions of albums and t-shirts and backpatches. And right. Yeah. I'll all put all of those in there. Like they're like this is cultural history. Like this is the iconographies of our of our time. Like these are, our this is our art. Like when I was speaking about the dead and their 60 plus year legacy and what they did, you know, and I'm teaching this in a class. I'm like, holy shit. It's like, I'm talking about like Napoleon or like mm-hmm. Da Vinci or no something, shit. you know? like It's like, this is a big cultural and historical event I've, that we're talking about. I, I've with thought
0: these. about that as well because you you see what's in history books nowadays, and for us to think what history books would contain in them in a, in a modern-day school, mm-hmm. we're still going to think that they're talking about the French Revolutionary War or the Civil War, shit like that. They're fucking talking about 9-11. They're talking about right fucking all yeah. this other shit that just we feel just happened but now it's in fucking kanye visiting the white house you know it's, yeah it's like a historical event now that's in well i've always kind weeks. of
1: i've measured my age in years post 2000 there you we know because all the early it just so disappears. now you're only 22 so then i'm like but you're, you used to be like oh yeah it's only a few years in like right. oh what are they going to call the model year of a car yeah, in two thousand five. Is it going to be an 05 That's going to sound fucking stupid. And then right. yeah, that's what <laughs> right. they did. That's now exactly here we what are, yeah. twenty two years later. Yeah, a quarter of a way. You know, on our way to a quarter of a way through the next century. In like, the
0: year uh, twenty five twenty five, <laughs> you know, that's how they're going to pronounce the whole year. Because what happens when it goes to the year twenty one hundred? Yeah, are they just going to call it one hundred and five? or is it going to be 21 we have buck five Yeah, Yeah. buck oh five
3: buck 15
0: but yeah it's just an an interesting concept to think of so like if they do uh parent teacher conferences they're gonna go into that room and see a bunch of like different skulls from fucking metal albums yeah. <laughs> <punk> <laughs> rock albums right. and the grateful dead you know yeah. <laughs> i i told
2: them i'm like this is a chance to do a nice finished piece we can that's hang up so in the awesome. lobby for everyone to see that and whatnot so with a skull rough. you know has it
0: influenced art can an art class get any bigger or are, do you just have a set number of students that are required to take this class like like a math class
2: that's a that's a good question um it, it kind of it's more or less a set number of students but like with at least one of the classes um, the junior high class, there's been a lot of influx. Like some new kids keep coming in, kind of, it seems. Okay. And then a couple will leave sometimes. And people so it's move, like.
0: Moving or getting into the area.
2: Or... Yeah, or whatever weird thing they've got going mm, on with the right. school. I think I know some kids had to take remedial math, so they had to put, be pulled out of art for that. You know, Whoa. just whatever kinds of things. There's definitely people who want to take more art and people trying to get in and come into the class who aren't in the class. That happens that is, a fair amount. How yes. does
0: that work? You know what I mean? Because. What do you go to your counselor, or your school teacher, or your principal, and say, "I want to be in Mister Truths class." You know what I mean, <laughs> like. But um, and with that, since you've been teaching art, have you noticed that the engagement through your curriculum and the way that you're teaching, are you noticing that the engagement from the students has fluctuated in a positive nature? Has it gone to a negative nature, or has it been a neutral nature? It is. It is
2: all neutral to positive positive neutral to positive positive i think there's been a couple ups and downs there but for the most part some of the more negative students um have either just remained as such you know with a little effort here and there or have actually really done some good things you know i would say I've, i've the influence has been overall positive and uh as frustrating as it can be to like deal with people who just are indifferent, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna do this, or no, I don't really no, feel I'm like just... it, and they have, there's no like, you can't pull out the ruler and whip no, them like you, the nuns you, used you to do. Make, you can't make them. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and 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 not that I even really want to. It's like I kind of agree. I'm like, well you're here for school and I'm kind of in this teacherly position. We're going to have you do something. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not feeling it and you want to make that choice, you have that sovereign right to make that choice.
0: But I mean, consequences,
2: you'll get an F. Correct
0: me if I'm wrong though, but that's not what most schools want. No. Is it? They want, they want that whole, uh, teach them a sense of control kind of thing, not to get too, you know conspiracy theory yes but i've always thought that school was was always a sham from the aspect of they're just trying to mold model citizens here
1: you just make you be obedient 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 obedient, uh, <laughs> obedient, obedient model citizen yeah it's
0: like we were like, saying sit in front of the it's tv it's the choking victim and,
1: thing that it says about banks definitely again the banks getting robbed
0: yeah mm-hmm. see there's no it. economic interest involved there is there they're just yeah. robbing the banks because it's a power trip, but they're macho. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So, but, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like, that's not what they want. They don't want someone who's going to say, yeah, I mean, if this isn't for you, this isn't for you, we'll, we'll find something. That's or,
1: why weed is illegal and mushrooms are, mm-hmm. or, I mean, mushrooms were a felony. I mean, like, what you get, like, attempted murder, right? There was, like, attempted manslaughter before oh, yeah, they, for, Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and nationwide, Involuntary what that out, manslaughter. Or where acid's at. Or, yeah even ecstasy and they're shoving these other antidepressants down people's throats. Oh, no shit. Like, fuck. I wouldn't mind having a prescription of ketamine because fuck it, you know? Like <laughs> uh, right? Like and that was an example, you know, but yeah. You see ketamine. these things and you're like, "Man, it's it'll that's going to be interesting in Oregon in like 6 to 8 months we're supposedly going to have these clinics where you can go do mushrooms because, you know, I don't think everyone just Eating eight of the mushrooms and seeing where they go in their living room is a good idea, you know. All, all of a sudden, and, now
0: the counselors that they have for White Bird and, and Country yeah. Fair for the tents <laughs> that they're not available because they're all spoken for with with rec, uh, with uh, medicinal. Yeah, I'm still teaching, confused
1: you know. how medicinal mushrooms is going to play out. Right, I mean, good we luck got putting pe- them in a padded got, room and
0: just patting them on the fucking shoulder and say, "Okay, go ahead, you know, f- <laughs> fuck around yeah. and find out.
1: I mean, yeah. you got these people thinking they're going to be growing mushrooms like weed. The grow store even oh, has yeah. a mushroom section in it. Wow! And I, but I'm still like, there's no way there's going to be a store where you can go in and buy an ounce of fucking mushrooms. It's kind of hot. I don't know. I if, can't are they imagine supervising that, it. Or...
2: I think they're I, trying to push the microdose that, aspect of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah absolutely. They'll be like, here you go. <laughs> you got to save up for a week under your tongue. No, show shit. that you took it. <laughs> no like, shit. No, 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 no. You got to
0: <laughs> stockpile that shit. Go yeah. in every day and redeem your validation tickets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like why the fuck is that shit so illegal? Because they don't any of this shit that makes your fucking mind, mind expand. it makes yeah. you question anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't create it, the model
0: citizen. They they wonder what uh a world is with without so much control and governing. Yeah. You know, they're like, Why can't we live for each other? You know, and you
1: know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, I mean meanwhile kind of... they just set you up to become an alcoholic. Because yes. they're like, you can't drink till you're now 21. You're in, now you you're can't in the drink system. till you're 21.
0: You can get a gun and fight for your country at 18. Yeah. But you got to wait until you're 21 to get fucked Yeah. Up.
1: And just it makes for this crazy because people are going to start before then and they're not educated properly right. or they think it's all underground. And
0: Wasn't the legal drinking age in the United States 18 at one point? Mm hmm. Back in the way back in the day? Yeah. When they had it,
1: well. when they actually
2: had an age, it, I think the first drinking age first was 18. Drinking. Yeah.
0: And then they were just like, "Oh no, bunch of drunk eighteen-year-olds!" Now we can't have this. Well, in Canada,
1: can't you drink when you're eighteen? In Canada,
0: you're damn straight. I'll be damned. Yeah, oh yeah, no, that was a college trip, yeah, freshman
1: that was a year. I Fuck that. You were yeah. right, we went to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you can get codeine there. Yeah, weird shit like that. You know, I get, I get it how you can abuse any of this shit, but you shouldn't have to go to the doctor to know that you need to, like, you know, get some fucking shit like i don't know it shouldn't be so hard
0: well with the information super fucking highway a lot of people are yeah. doing the web md shit too yeah. you know what i mean i mean for some people it's not good because it's almost like yeah oh my god i have cancer cuz i had a headache and
1: but well just imagine this syndrome. scenario what if cocaine was for sale in 711 oh now you're speaking my language in 711 <laughs> so every 711 had you buy buy just by the gram, you know, <laughs> the folk food section Fuck. at Winco. I couldn't, like, I couldn't what would, imagine. What would the world look like six months into that? No shit. There, I think there's it be a be better episode about that. <laughs>
0: 7-Eleven would actually close from time to time. They're like, look, man, I'm
1: tired of you hitting me up at 5 a.m. for a fucking half gram again, dude. Like, <laughs> And I don't know. Weed's been legal here for a while. There's quite a few dispensaries that are selling legal weed. Could there be a place for things like cocaine
0: in in a medicinal world where they're introducing mushrooms? So I mean, is there someone out
1: there? I think there's like, a room for everything yeah. because everything can be abused. Anyway, that's I true. mean, they're using and, ketamine for psychological. I mean, fuck! You purposes. can chug yeah. a bottle
0: of fucking cough syrup, from what I've heard on the on the on the interwebs. You know, and and do the Robo Fry thing.
1: You know, I yeah, mean, like anything can be, and. At least we have weed as an option. We forget about the fact that it's like you talk to people from other states, and you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot."
0: Oh, no kidding! Like, yeah. <laughs> there are still states,
2: well, yeah,
1: where yeah. You <laughs> you I'm like, for people it. like see footloose. me, yeah, I'll burn half a joint and throw it away. What the fuck? are <laughs> you like, doing, man? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, and no shit. it's weird because it's still that way. I mean, especially all over the world, mm-hmm. and here we are with weed legal and all the other drugs are decriminalized and fuck it and it is an experiment yep. in uh, in what it could be like because I don't know, I think it's stupid wasting time finding people and putting them in jail for drug-related shit agreed oh yeah it agreed all, it all
0: goes back to the fucking system though yeah because mm-hmm. then they put them on a program and yeah. then you're a lesser than and then you need a fucking co if you want a fucking loan for anything or good luck yeah. in the
1: car and then everyone's more closed-minded because if everyone was able to just if everyone was on shrooms no one would give a fuck about shit and everyone would get along and everything would be fine like, everything, how, how is it, man? How are things going? <laughs> Spoken Fine. like
2: a true Terrence McKenna. No <laughs> shit. No, I, I, absolutely. No, it's true, you know. I mean, I mean, we don't have that education. We don't have that understanding about drugs. And even on the, the other end, like, where we have things more decriminalized here and stuff, like, there's still that, you know, all right, here you go. You know, go out and just experiment without any real education or understanding or guidance and stuff. I yeah. remember buying some... Um, Salvia divinorum oh, um, yeah. at freaking Lazar's Bazaar, you know, and twenty times,
3: yeah, it, right? <laughs>
2: and and I didn't really know anything about it when I got it, and I had forgotten about it. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I have this. Let me try this some Sunday morning. And I took a big old toke, and holy fucking shit you know like man i just went to like another place and it was really freaky and i couldn't believe it and yeah. i thought to myself some kid will buy this from lazars and be in his car smoking a bowl and think it's weed and put this in there and all of a sudden be in a new place oh, and you shit. know like that's dangerous like it's i'm all for us you know de prohibitioning everything but we got to be smart about
0: it like yeah that's yeah that's very true and, and a psa just real quick if you're listening to this and you're just trying out fucking drugs for the first time. Moderate yourself. Moderation is the key. You know, everything they always say, do, do it with discretion. Be responsible. I mean, that's, that's the main difference. If you're responsible with any kind of intoxicant you're going to put in your body, you have one leg up on not being a fuck up more than just being completely reckless and irresponsible with with an intoxicant because that's that's when it can really fuck you, and and take your fucking brain out. You know they take your brain they take out your over there. Brain out over there. They do. So <laughs> Carl, mm-hmm. just just your little PSA there. You know just to even things out because we do have these these very interesting questions and ways of going about things. But the main truth that it boils down to is moderation. You know we we always talk about you're not just gonna turn 21 go to the liquor store buy a bottle of jack daniels and down the whole fucking thing like you're the bass player from van halen or something you know what i mean like
1: yeah but know, once you have once you have done that though what, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Ooh, that teaches you a fucking lesson and a half
0: or at least it should yeah i remember mm-hmm. my my 21st birthday speaking I, I speak from experience that's why i say that i uh was gifted a bottle of von's tequila store brand supermarket store brand tequila for my birthday. And I drank it before the sun went down by myself. And then my dad got home and I was curled up on the couch with my head shaved, (laughs) (laughs) passed out. He's like, happy fucking 21st birthday. (laughs) Fuck. So then my friends all came by the house and fucking carried my ass upstairs and proceeded to celebrate my birthday without me they would periodically shout from the stairway happy birthday dude (laughs) i'm just upstairs living my worst life (laughs) yeah (laughs) nothing is worse
1: than that first like hangover alcohol poisoning oh god yeah
0: it's 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 bad
1: nothing is worse than alcohol poisoning or the flu yeah i agree like
0: that, that moment when or, you just want to go to sleep.
1: Or you just want a cap full of Gatorade or water. Yeah, and you can't like, even hold it down. Or, yeah. or, or like you're <laughs> trying to go to sleep, just sleep it off. And,
0: and then your eyes do that twitch thing because you close them. And you're like, now I got to sit up and keep my eyes open. This is a form of torture that I've never yeah. experienced before. I just want to go to sleep.
1: Yeah, and you're like, I'll never drink again until later tonight. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yep, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Fuck, what a
0: cycle yeah you know i i did have a friend reach out that was saying that they they kind of struggle with the conundrum because they're tired of hangovers but they drink still and achieve drinking to hang over them you know and it's like well i mean sooner or later your body and mind are gonna fucking be tired of it but if one's not over it then the other won't
1: i like over life you kind of get used to hangovers but like for me like when i drank and puked that neon puke uh, that we were talking about oh, yeah, with was James on here. Uh, that next day, I was like, "What the fuck? Am I dying?" Yeah. And then you are like, "No, this is what." No, you are in your thirties like all the time. <laughs> like, holy shit! Yeah, with the headaches. That's when it's just like, well, fucking, weed, 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 fucking is awesome. Mm-hmm. You just you don't even really get a mental hangover, like. That's true. You know, you almost wake up with more clarity. Clarity, Yeah. But in the moment, like where I'm ever at when I'm talking through this microphone, I'm just fucking liquefied. For sure. Absolutely.
0: But I mean, it does kind of help with, with your mindset. Can you imagine if you were, were completely sober getting in front of a microphone and trying to fucking have a, have a show? Yeah. You know? And how, that's why how how I don't get be.
1: people that are like against things. You know, or like, oh, it doesn't help at all, or like, it's like <laughs> it goes hand in oh, hand yes, with the does. classical training, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: it just depends, I think it's strain sensitive with a with mind yeah. sensitivity, too. Because, like, we were talking about with black cherry soda, you'd smoke it and you were the most productive motherfucker I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd smoke it and I'd immediately want a nap in a cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, and now raspberry parfait does the opposite thing and it tastes the closest to black cherry soda i would think yeah Hmm. yeah what the fuck is going on it smells like cat piss yeah (laughs) it's one that literally tastes like cat piss it doesn't taste like it It smells like it Mm. it totally and there's no way a cat pissed on it for a second you're like yeah and (laughs) you're like no there's (laughs) no way a cat pissed on this like it uh it just as it aged it started to smell like cat piss and you're like that's that Cheat and chonk type shit, you know? Like right. oh, got that cat piss.
0: Yeah, I remember when people were like, dude, I got baby shit. Yeah. That strain baby and sh- shit. Yeah, it smells like baby shit, man. You gotta check it out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the most unappealing shit
1: just became the best strains for weed, you know? Yeah. This
0: is dead skunk on a highway number four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was I saw a strain list today and it had stuff like gelato atnos.
0: Oh, shit. And
1: I'm just like, I'm seeing how these names have evolved and, like, nothing means anything anymore. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They've just expunged every kind of, you know.
1: <laughs> every name has been used. Yeah, everything's
0: Skywalker, you know. Yeah. This is Naratu mixed with Goku. So this <laughs> is Naratu. Coo. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it's it's insane at this point. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while there'll be a name that comes out though that's like, oh, you. That's that's something I want to try. I remember yeah. hearing of no dog walker. I'm like, oh, I know dog exactly walk. what oh, that's gonna be. Like, dog yeah. walker describes that See, weed that's, perfectly.
0: That's what I fucking yeah. want. And we have always talked about that with itchy ribs. Yeah. It's like fuck would it fuck your fucking grapefruit soda like, key lime <laughs> yeah, pie like, bullshit give me, me lemon f- pine salt yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. it's like this shit's gonna make you want to clean your fucking house dude this one's called made <laughs> right, yeah, made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. this one's called weekend mechanic where you go on youtube <laughs> yeah. and study everything you need to to fix that oil leak in your fucking car yeah you, you know
2: uh, and you know what that tail high is going to be like And you, you know, know i don't like,
0: give uh, a fuck what it looks or smells like at that point dude if it's going to make me help help me fucking fix my goddamn car i'm going to smoke the shit mm-hmm. yeah you know or like uh good night fuck yeah. what a strange name that would be like you smoke that shit right. no. going to bed going to bed going to bed, <laughs> yep. going to bed. you say
1: going to bed without even knowing no. the going to bed joke yeah
0: shout out to Bubbers. That
1: was, yeah That you said it perfectly
0: yeah going to oh. bed yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, well, yeah. here's the serendipitous comedy. When,
0: we, when <laughs> we were hanging out with, uh, with our friend, uh, Darren Sanders, who's, who does a lot of teching for, for bands, and he's the brother of Troy Sanders from Mastodon. So okay. he does his fair share of teching for them. And they had this guy that was with them on tour that he always had like a, a, a huge FOMO. You know, like fear of missing out on everything. So he'd see people that were drinking, partying, having a good time, and then all of a sudden they're going to bed. He's like, "You, you, you going to bed? <laughs> going to bed?" <laughs> you know, like real, real yeah. distraught. Like, like, yeah. oh man, you're you're going to bed. <laughs> so that became their big inside joke. So we made him a joint that was that was, going to bed, going to bed. So you smoked that when you were going to bed, going to bed, yeah. Now that I said it though, I really want Weekend Mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> I weekend want to smoke mechanic that shit. Thomas like... Toilet Brush. There we go. <laughs> yeah, <You know>,
1: this'll <laughs> clean you out. Yeah. F- <laughs> <laughs>
0: scrubbing bubbles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, scrubbing bubbles. OG. You no, know, Fuck, dude. Like, Apparently, yeah. We should totally I, fucking. We do are that. the
1: only ones that could do it. Could you imagine anyone else trying to fake that funk? No shit. Like, okay. Let's see you clean the fucking toilet. Yeah. Let's see how you did it. Like, I was a janitor at Mount Bachelor for fucking a year, you know? clean fucking 45,000 toilets at one time. Let's I, fucking go. I
0: could just see the research and development with that, though. It's like you're in a Ziploc room, Yeah. and I'm there with a clipboard. Okay, Aaron, yeah. we got you on the monitor. You smoked that whole joint. How do you feel?
1: <laughs> I'm cleaning my fucking toilet. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah.
2: I almost can't believe there isn't one just, like, called, like, NES or Sega, you oh, know? And it's no like, oh, shit. you're just going to fucking smoke this and yeah. play video yeah. games.
0: Mega Man. Yeah. Well, Mega Person. You can't. Yeah, yeah I really wouldn't advertise you going uh, yeah. gender specific these days. <laughs> mega. mega. I mean, why
2: can't we just have Mega Man, Mega Woman, Mega Person, Mega, mega They, person, you mega know? Mega They, Mega there, yeah. Them. yeah.
1: Just, like. That would be pretty cool. I think just have Mega have Bullshit, like. <laughs> One called yeah. this dispensary is selling overpriced weed <laughs> and no then get people shit. to have to sell it. <laughs> I'll take four joints of the, this dispensary sells overpriced weed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want the clout chaser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want, I want to be able to tell people that I paid so much for it. So yeah, give me the cloud chaser. Yeah, man. Like, and, uh, kind of getting on topic off topic here but i I was listening i've been listening to a lot of art bell i don't know if you're familiar Mm. with art bell uh midnight in the desert he had that am talk show about aliens and you you've coast to coast Coast right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so he's uh he was talking about something that i constantly fucking think about the evolution of music what's it going to sound like in fucking a hundred years from now I mean, we've already seen the progression and evolution of from the '60s. We we've heard music from the '60s and shit like that, and been raised around it with our grandparents and shit like that. And like we were talking about Jesus Christ Superstar, stuff like that. Just the evolution from all that shit up until now, having noise bands, having fucking, yeah. you know, all this different shit. Like, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all three of us in this in this mobile stage when, when I say that we've all thought about. Is it going to be blips and fucking, you know, beeps and shit like that? And that's going to be the future of music. There's going to be a 13 year old that's headbanging saying, I don't understand their music. (laughs) And it's just like,
1: like 50 years. Yeah.
0: Shit, I'm trying to make that music. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, and and then like, what's it going to be classified as? because like, everything's so fucking genre fucking stamped. Will
1: we be using our ears at that point? No shit. Boy. Will I'm you just, just be an plugging an orgasm plugging into it. yourself <laughs> and turning it. the fucking third knob over? No <sighs> shit. Oh uh, god. Having
0: a USB on your finger.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Just
0: <laughs> put, you know just pointing at something and plugging into it, and
1: r2d2 shit
0: no shit
1: it won't be that so as far as at least not yet you know like i don't know
0: phones and spotify and apps and shit like that they need their money that's almost like saying that floating cars won't happen because the tire companies won't i
1: think i think it's going to be in cycles just like it was yeah this is just a new thing that hasn't had an opportunity to happen but then people one day will be like Hear Neil Young and be like, What the fuck what is the this? Fuck this is the greatest shit I've no ever heard before. Shit. It'll all it's turn like back
0: in full circle. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yep. Dude, have you heard of Native American drums? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like you know, the Chinese drumming shit, you know. Yeah. Kaiko. Yeah. 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 Just or fucking. Whatever, yeah. Getting down with that shit and being like, oh my God, I heard this Zamfir guy, master of the pamphlet. He was around when Socrates was around, dude. This is. A- <laughs> this is some fucking. That's a show that I would go shit. to.
2: Zamfir yeah. with Socrates. With Socrates.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Fuck yeah.
2: Or we are is dust in the wind, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no shit. At the hold Center. That's a hold Center item right there. Like, yeah. Let's get on it. But yeah, will it fucking just circle on back,
2: you know? So I have a an idea about that. I think that it uh, would absolutely will circle on back, but I also think that there's... I think that they're it, we're due for a ne- uh, the next kind of wave of just kind of straight up, I don't know, like I don't even know, like what Nirvana kind of was in a sense, like or a e- next or even
0: hip hop or or even even hip hop, but the I the think it's going to be atonal. Like there wasn't anyone going out there is as, as just themselves being like, all right, check this out. I'm going to grab this microphone. And I'm just my words are going to be more listen to than the actual music is going to be it's the music is almost just a blanket f- just to wrap up this burrito you know what i mean that i got going on here i mean you mm, had yeah. country, country guys that would go out and just have a guitar but i mean now you have like hip-hop artists and the wu-tang clan and post malone and right. shit that shit yeah. that didn't exist or 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 you couldn't even predict shit like this, people scratching records from different fucking musical you know, genres and shit and making a completely different song with it. Yeah. So we're due this. for the next form of what's the next hip hop? What's the next because hip hop's right. only been around since what the late seventies, right?
2: Well, the set late mid late seventies had yeah. we had the boom of hip hop. We had we had mm-hmm. um, punk rock. Mm-hmm. We had um, metal came into its own, mm-hmm. you know, and started to be defined at its own thing. We had some of these, some of these incredible genres. They all gained notoriety in the eighties, and, and then music, they all techno. became huge in the nineties. You know, like I
1: think and, now it'll be like the connection of of art yeah. and music, yeah, like because the visual there side of things, yeah. like. Corn freak on a leash was not the one with the bullet. Yeah. You know, that was just a really fucking breakthrough music video that right. I really remember Tool, and like. Yeah. The the tool. fact that you could make that freak on a leash video now for like you a do weekend it on an iPhone. in your living room, you know, with <laughs> no shit. With a fucking filter or something. Yeah. And that you can do that, that mastering that mixed with good music and good art on both sides. And That's... blending the two absolutely like because the visual part i don't know or That's... holy
0: shit can you imagine being at a concert and everyone fucking has to have this fucking jack that goes from each person and now all of a sudden your brain waves or something create gone through a effects yeah. loop and pedal is making the fucking music that you're hearing yeah you know that would fucking blow people's minds, man. Yeah,
2: that's a very interesting concept. Not, I mean, more the communal aspect yeah. of it. You know you that become it, a part you of know, the show yeah. in a way
0: that's never been done and before. And you know what makes that possible? LSD.
1: <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> DMT, <laughs> or DMT. Yeah. yeah DMT, no, no, but legal but... legally, oh. what makes it possible? What's that? Is NFTs. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: No shit. Yeah. Yeah, you really could.
1: LSD, too, though. Uh, DMT specifically, of course. Yeah, yes. Specifically. But uh, NFTs and LSD? Oh, my God. Perfect combination. Dude. NFTs with LSD. Well, you've been getting
0: the... NFTs as well, right? Um, yes. So you've been making your own art and digitalizing them and putting them on the blockchain and, and getting into the whole aspect. Starting to, yeah. Starting to, okay. Yeah. So imagine his art and getting really fucking twisted responsibly on some psychedelic drugs. And then you're at a show and this motherfucking thing starts dancing because it can hear that art for truth is playing fucking music.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. look at your
0: phone and now all of these things are fucking jiving together at this fucking concert. Yeah, like you're totally right. Like it could totally fucking change
1: and evolve personally for what yours is. Absolutely. Fucking- and then when literally. you go to the show and there's forty thousand people there, Holy it blends all of theirs together. And gives everyone It becomes something. like a sandbox
0: at that point, right? Yeah. Like or like a Pokemon be, Go thing where everyone's ass. fucking Yeah. Gathered together there to fucking try to catch the illicit Charizard.
2: Can there yeah. be like a giant screen where this is all happening and it's all coming together like yeah well, the fuck yeah. this? Is
0: your fantasy fuck yeah, man? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're you're the future of this thing. <laughs> Shit. Check. Yeah. You, you just said yeah. it could. Just no, because absolutely. you brought it up, you know, like like you were saying, you wanted to be on the forefront of making the future of music. And, I mean, fuck, I think that puts you well
1: above. I yeah. The future of music, is it's going to be, it's, it's exciting because we're yeah. jaded. We're mm. fucking tired of this bullshit. We're, yeah. getting, like, we, we're getting to a point where we fucking... don't understand why things are popular. I,
0: I can understand why they exist and why someone will put it out, but I can't understand how it gains more popularity over something that someone on the street corner is doing just trying to get a nickel.
2: I can tell you why. Because this guy, the street corner does not have the whole multitude of the system behind it pushing Shoving it, it down subliminally down your throat, down your throat making move. you and that's why, think that it's great.
1: Like, ways to, you know, the goal is a band. If you want to make it as a band, you need 10 million, 10 million fans. Yeah. Like... But if done the right way, efficiently, you could do that with ten thousand fans, ten thousand committed, good fans. Because if we think of all the years we played music, how much merch we didn't sell, how many times we had to actually monetize it, that it didn't need to go. The only reason Disturbed works is because they shot with a lot of bullets. You know, well, they shot I mean, for.
0: And to be completely honest, if you really want to correlate us and whatever people see for us from music, we're that. What are you doing, text at three a.m., dude? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're the ones that you pick up at the end of the night at the bar, you know, because you fucking we're, we're that we're in that kind of category when it when marketability yeah. for a band versus the been through plastic surgery knows all the right things to tell somebody hey you want to get out of here let me buy you a drink I'm a smooth talking smooth sailing sharpshooting motherfucker yeah marketable kind of fucking
1: yeah band. and they need. They can't exist without those 10 million people. Correct. We're able to exist with 10 people. We're able to exist with negative 10 people. We're able to exist. If people come in and go, wow, I'm leaving, there's nobody here. And then the bartender leaves because it's just like time to go and time to shut down. It's
0: happened a handful of times, but those moments when we just start finishing up a song and someone just starts walking in and it gets kind of quiet and the bartender's there just... Slow, slow one clapping. And then people, like a couple walks in and we're all looking at each other like. Well, and you see him
1: come and talk to the bartender (laughs) and you see the bartender be like, athearchists? (laughs) 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 Okay. Never heard of them. Yeah. Mm, Mm. Okay. And a lot of times they were honestly into us most of the time. Yeah. Be like, oh, we're going to buy him beer. We'll stick around for
0: a drink. And by the end of the night, you know, it's like you see him every time that you go there.
1: And then we Mm. would give him a shirt. And smoke weed with them and move on to the next town. But, you know, I think the days of touring as musicians are kind of like, kind of like over you know can i all right
2: can i interject in that before i just want to say perhaps but i think that it should be more in the in the lines of road trip or something like that adventure involving playing some shows if you're if hopefully you know or like you know
1: if in the end of the day being a caged zoo animal that goes to every major market in america it's like no band has the balls to just be like i'm gonna just do do what i want to do right like i like Don't even make a schedule. Just show up unannounced and sell fucking t-shirts out of your van and when it's too full, get the fuck out of there. No one has done that. You know what? That's right.
0: Like You don't see fucking Machine Head showing up at a random bar taking over the band's equipment and fucking playing for the evening. Yeah. You don't see that shit anymore.
1: Yeah. And never, ever. Yeah. Like, I I don't
0: know. It has to be promoted. It has to go through the right channels. It has to. I mean,
1: Randy Blythe sent a picture of like, a big, a really punk rock thing that was happening, but not as he was involved in it, you know? It was right. like taking a picture of it. And right. it was just a perfect example for what people try and, and do. That's true. You know, where it's like, I, I don't know. Touring is made
0: easier and convenient, yet inconvenient in an opposite spectrum of how it was when we even, even we were touring. Yeah. Gas was cheap. Yeah. But you had to fucking call the venue. Hopefully the show was still on. You yeah. Didn't want to. F- we had it, we had everything printed out on MapQuest. But yeah. now you can email the fucking Booker. It's so mm. easy. Like, you can it- see where the place is at. You don't. You just need your phone. You don't even need a fucking Garmin like a truck driver. You could just have a fucking telephone that tells you instructions on how to get there, the fastest route to get there. But gas is five dollars a gallon. Yeah. Food is a lot more, or is a lot less require uh, uh easily ex- required or, or or accessible you know yeah. what i mean like everyone's eating the same fucking pilot gas station wendy's and fucking harby's uh. and subways because that's all you have on. and the like
1: road. he was saying the road trip you know right it's like we never ate anywhere but at subway and shit like that like And that's because you got this stupid fucking schedule that you committed to two months ago just because you wanted to fill all the holes, you know? (laughs) So it doesn't make sense. Have you ever toured?
2: No, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, no. uh, I don't know. It's uh, You end up wanting to fill all the holes and then you're like, really, what's the point in driving not in a linear fashion, you know? Or just because I had to do that. like, And that's because things have to be too big. Yeah. You know, really? But it's just... Mm. Going and playing house shows doesn't work the same as it did even 10 years ago. And there wasn't
0: even weekday shows half the time back when, I mean, it was still something that live music was only done on the weekends for a lot of places that we were in in contact with. But now it almost seems like there's different themed nights for live music uh, throughout the week now.
1: Yeah, like we mm. would go find heavy metal Monday nights Correct. and play there 47 times.
0: But you'd have to be there, and that was in the Bay Area on a Monday night, which means Sunday you were playing uh, Chris's Club in Vallejo. Yeah. And then before that, you were trying to go to Redding on a Saturday because Saturday, and we knew a lot of people in Redding. So we'd do Redding, Vallejo, San Mateo and even Santa Rosa sometimes because that's all in that area, but you yeah. have to do it on a, okay, we got to work our way from North to South and do yeah. it from Friday to Monday. Yeah. You know, and fill in the Swiss cheese and be like, well, cause you don't, cause you don't want to do all that driving without getting some kind of gas money or something in between. Mm. Cause then, yeah. then you repli- you're your, your, uh, Deplenishing your resources. I can't the,
1: imagine touring right now with no, gas being so fucking no. expensive. And yeah. people are doing it. Yeah. We know people that do it. Or
0: if you want to play like, the bigger venues, you have to pay to play.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? And I mean, I don't know. We never rolled with a guarantee or anything like that. And we always understood People hand that, us money yeah. and we're like, whoa, yeah. what's that? Right. What are we supposed to do with that? Yeah, you take it. <laughs>
2: No like shit. we know what these beer tickets are for, but what's this other stuff? Yeah. yeah, you know, if I mean, I was thinking about this not that long ago. The idea of like the touring the city, like like your tour is finding house shows in town. Like you know, like maybe you'll do ten different shows in the wit this week because you you know you find the house shows or this and that. You know, make it happen and just do yeah. do like kind of that kind of tour, like the Eugene tour and. And just play, yeah. you know... I mean, I guess that's probably not that different than trying well, to get shows in play, clubs, we but...
1: We played 15 shows in one day in Eugene. That's what the mobile stage was good. Or I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, but, we're in the mobile stage. Yeah. How fucking in shows high am in one I? Day? Yeah. How <laughs> fucking... Seriously? Did you? Did that you, was some weird Matrix fucking did, shit did right Did you there. see that, everyone? There that goes was Aaron's brain. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. We did Local Business Appreciation Day. Yeah and drove around with like we had people set up we had people just text us their address and we go show up at their house yeah and there were like two to ten people at any one location well, uh, that kind of created a problem a little bit because then people were like i got this really
0: bitchy neighbor that's bitching about my music can you guys roll up and just blast their house yeah there were a couple times <laughs> oh where gosh yeah we don't want and, that man and like,
1: house shows used to be so cool everything gets harder to do anymore because, like, man, there, I guess there's always a house show place where you can have house shows sometimes, but it's just not the same as it used to be. I mean, shit, we met. No. I met him because I was just like, I want to have a party. Yeah. <laughs> and then met people, and it was like, I want to have a band. And then his band played, and it was like, and then everyone starts hanging out. A couple parties happen, and then we get a knock on the door at, like, dusk, and the neighbor's like, game over it was like the end of an era that day that moment when that guy knocked on the door it was like you have no idea what you're just a part of dude Yep. like could you have not like it's light out it's not the middle of the night you just ruined like a house a place where house parties happen it's like it's like a human being it's like its own entity and they just die and then they're born Mm. and then you see them for the first time and then they just die yeah they all none of them last forever
0: but then on the opposite spectrum you have dead city punks that are showing up under a fucking
1: (laughs) that is fucking awesome like that is that shit scares the the fuck out of me like
0: have you have you heard of dead city punks no i have not they're out of la and just notorious for shows that are like they'll play in the la fucking river where the bridges are and the overpasses on the freeways with like no fucking permission, no nothing, generators, lighting fucking fucking shit on fire, nitrous tanks fucking being passed around like it's a Grateful Dead show, like, these guys get fucking down, and they're just unruly fucking amounts of people, like, to where, uh, on their videos, like, you can see, like, the 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 eye in the sky the the police helicopter going above and shining the light down and being <laughs> and like, we hey, got that one down. time mm. we have yeah. got the
1: cops to We've, fly over oh you helicopter. got the eye in the sky one yeah. of our early the before Ghetto we bird. had the mobile stage outside anaheim uh the grove in anaheim yeah the grove uh, we were in
0: the parking lot for angel stadium
1: with generators with gen-
0: we plugged into uh didn't we plug into the rv
1: no he was just there with lights he was there with lights yeah producer that's right uh, from- and we had just two generators and just sat up in the parking lot and entertained a slayer crowd. Yeah. And uh Which
0: not I mean, not the smartest. (laughs) It was we did some crazy shit
1: that I wouldn't do again. Like that's why I see hemorrhage doing this mobile stage stuff and I'm like, I don't feel like bombing through big cities anymore and pulling up in front of events and it's like, hey, meet me on Fourth Street and let's get high. No shit. Like okay. (laughs) We're like and that shit is high stress, you know like it's so crazy the amount of shit that we did. Cause where you it's get like, people
0: that are like getting kicked out of shows that are hanging around waiting for anything. Yeah, to pop so off, much. You like, know what I mean? Oh,
1: like, so, when we used to just sit in the parking lots without yeah. even a mobile stage, it yeah. was like fucking. So, like the, the dude from Black Tide brought us out some water, like some dying dogs in a car. Oh my there. god! Like, yeah. Make sure you crack the window, and we're like no we're just shit. waiting for everyone to get out of the show so that we can play some music like haven't you been here for the last 17 hours yeah yeah Yeah, that's fine i mean we got some chips and stuff like that but thanks for the water you know like
0: yeah i mean it it was like when they were talking about us back then it wasn't dude, this band just rolled up and they got their equipment and they're going to play in the parking like they're like, no, we saved their fucking lives. They were dying out there. You
2: know? <laughs> Nobody even cracked the window.
1: And that, man, and then that was preceded by driving around the country like seven or eight times in this fucking thing. Yeah. Like, man, the things you do as a kid, you know, here we are like, could you imagine now? Trying to pull some of that that's, shit off. That's another part three... of
0: touring that that just scares the shit out of yeah. me for some of these people touring because, like, especially in something like this, you know, like you can't just take this to fucking, uh, your Walmart, fucking auto center, yeah, like, mm. auto care and shit, and fucking be like, hey, can you work on no, this? No, it's like, Fleet Pride. Do you you remember have that shit? to, yeah. Like we got stranded in fucking New Mexico and like, in front of a casino. Where we stayed two nights because it was on a fucking Saturday night. So then Sunday, nothing is open. Mm-hmm. So, and all we had was like canned raviolis and Lunchables to fucking get us through. And the last thing the guy says when, when he tows us there is, all right, um, don't go anywhere once the sun is down. <laughs> <laughs> like stri- really? strict and stern and like out of a fucking horror movie just goes, don't leave. Like you get in this thing when the sun goes down And you lock your doors And you be not seen, not heard Anything
1: Damn. So I slept with a claw hammer <laughs> yeah, Yes you did yeah, That's my universal over state lines weapon And w- you can...
0: And wouldn't you know it <laughs> Because When you're on tour And there was only three of us at the time Yeah, It was you, I And our good buddy Wasis That people have heard of before uh, Was with us Was just decided to mosey on down to the local pub, oh geez, to the old watering hole, and uh, he goes, you know what, man, I'm fucking losing it. I need some kind of stimulation. This is before cell phones had fucking uh, internet and shit on them, really.
1: Oh, and we even had to charge our cell phones in there on the plugs, and they didn't even because they don't want you plugging shit into casinos. Yeah, it's like no, we got to charge our phones. We're stuck in the parking lot. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. so, so Aaron's like already on edge we have a broken mobile stage we have and it just looks like hopefully people just think this is a fucking food truck (laughs) because if they know what's in here they're gonna gut the fucking thing and we're gonna our organs are gonna be on the black market in no time so he goes to this fucking bar and i'm sitting there and i'm eating some canned ravioli out of the back because i'm like well i'll just people watch from afar from the gas station lights that i can see and just see people getting gas and shit like that and He rolls up with this uh, female that's wasted talking about how we're going to get out of here. And I look over at Wasis, and I'm like, you did the one thing that we were told specifically, not once, not twice, three times not to do. Uh So they're hanging out, and and it's not like they're hanging out in a... We're going to, we're going to kiss and, and hang out and cuddle and laugh. And no, she's like talking about get escaping and getting us out of there with the mobile stage. So we're like, well, I mean, hell, if anyone can fucking get us anywhere, that'd be fucking great. So I, I, I kind of wake up Aaron, Aaron's kind of halfway awake because she's obnoxious and she's talking really loud. And, and then all of a sudden this guy rolls up in a truck. In like a Silverado truck, like a regular fucking pickup truck. And he just starts staring at me with this blank stare. Almost like, I want to ask you what you're doing talking to my woman. Why is my woman here? Type shit. Like, didn't know where she was going. And here's my buddy Wasis that's here, like, all right, well, cool. It's great, hanging with you. And she goes to get in the truck. She goes, All right, now get in. Let's get out of here. Let's go. And we're like oh no, we're fine, you know, we're just gonna stay here. And she goes, No, get in. And the guy is still fucking staring at me. Like Damn. with that with that kind of fucking look on his face, you know, and 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 things are starting to get a little weird and tense. And I'm like, in that moment I'm like, oh fuck. I mean, if you show any kind of meanness or get the fuck out of here kind of attitude, that's not gonna go over too well so then finally she opens up the glove box she pulls out some packets of hot sauce and salt throws it at us out the window and goes all right well this might this will feed you for about a week and then just speeds off with this guy aaron comes out and he's like what the flying fuck are you doing talking to fucking people? Didn't that guy tell us and fucking gives them the who thing and is what for man. And I'm dad's like, dad's
1: awake. Dad's awake.
0: <laughs> now get your ass in there and go to fucking sleep, you know, type thing. And we're just like, Oh shit. That could have ended up being really bad. So we wake up the next day and we go all through the next day waiting. The tow guy comes out finally on Monday morning and we're like, we're getting out of here wrong (laughs) he brought a regular fucking tow truck thinking this is the 1999 a day fucking rental fucking u-haul oh gosh sir this is the fucking extreme deluxe fucking 24 footer you got you working here with
1: it was a full-on wrecker yeah and it took a driver missing half of his brain so they
0: get this wrecker (laughs) guy that gets like wrecked fucking uh 18 wheelers to tow us Mm -hmm. and he's an ex-race car driver there's only room for two people up front. Oh. so I illegally, allegedly, illegally ride in <laughs> you're the not bunk that you're ride not supposed to. But right above your head was my is my bunk. Okay, so I'm riding in there. Meanwhile, while I'm back here this fucking stage is starting to sway in ways that I've never fucking felt this thing do before and hitting fucking potholes. I'm getting airborne in my bunk and I start thinking, fuck dude, like this doesn't feel right. I almost like started screaming out, but I'm in the fucking back. No one's going to hear my ass dude. So the story that I get told when we, when we stop and we finally end up at the mechanic is that, dude you have no idea what kind of dude just drove us i'm like well if it's anything like his fucking driving i can kind of guess and they're like no dude he was staring at us a majority of the time like that fucking dude in harold and kumar fucking freak show dude like fucking just staring at you telling the story about how he's missing half of his brain from a fucking accident while while race car driving and fucking the 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 kind of guy (laughs) that you like long scraggly hair fucking kind of Scary fucking shit, yeah. you know. And then fucking drops us off, and and then we had to go to a fucking hotel where we hung out with Monty for about a good five days, and yeah, fuck, and hung then, out with Monty. Yeah, that was the uh, front desk guy at the at the fucking hotel. And this band,
1: at. Traveler in Pain. Yeah, there was. They a, were like the local house band. Yeah,
0: there was a a fucking bar that was right in front of the hotel. And it was a little bit safer of an area to be able to go to a bar okay. than it was the first one. Because you, you at least had a Walmart nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to go in there a couple nights and saw this band, Travelers in Pain. And they were... Uh, man, they were in pain all right. It definitely <laughs> sounded like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, fuck. Like for touring bands now, like, oh, man. I couldn't... We got out of of that by the skin of our teeth. I was having fucking uh, night terrors and shit that would wake me up. And I thought it was a part of just like where we were, you know, like... Yeah. It it, it really fucked me up towards the end.
1: Yeah, no, you were having some crazy dreams on that tour. Yeah, I
0: always dream crazy, but specifically that kind of shit. Shit that I still remember. I don't think
1: I I slept enough to dream at all on that tour. I was just like... Damn. Uh, just it was like I was on crack because what we were doing was so insane that he I was
0: he, he like, would literally play three shows a day, try to fucking take a nap, but the mobile stage even during sundown in summertime in some of the places where we were playing, it was probably like 110 degrees in here at night. Oh geez, uh, yeah, yeah it easily got in the humidity. Hot, and man. his bunk was under here where we're sitting. Oh okay. So he was directly on the floor, and. uh And then he would kind of try to take a nap. He'd wake up from all the fucking noise and shit and us coming in and out and grabbing beers and grabbing drinks. And he would be sweating. And then it was time to leave the venue. The days that he actually finally got sleep were the days that we were able to pass out in the venue overnight. Yeah. Other than that, it was get your ass in the mobile stage. Drive. Drive to the next venue, park out in front of it because all the gates are closed and wait until 8 a.m. until they open so you can go in and do your thing. Yeah. So, we're show- we're pulling up to the venue at like 4 in the morning. Aaron gets to go to his bunk where the fucking tailpipe and all that shit is going through so it's still over 100 degrees laying down on the ground. <laughs> Sleep for 4 hours to wake up and do it all over again, we couldn't fucking do that now,
1: yeah, people have like figured it out how to do things like that, yeah, like not being a two piece band that's why <laughs> that's one of the benefits of a five piece band, you know is you can do stuff like that better because hmm. uh it uh it was just fucking crazy, lots of goddamn driving, <sighs> fucking well we're running we're getting to about Where are we the time. At? We're like in a minute a minute twenty.
0: Oh, we're at in a minute, minute 20, twenty, huh? 20,
1: yeah. An hour twenty. Holy shit,
0: look at how far this conversation's gone, you know, through touring and yeah. well then let me ask you this. Well Okay. What's next? What's uh do you have any shows coming up? Do you have uh are you paying out of pocket for anything for this uh art stuff that you've been doing in the school? Or is there a way that you can get some kind of support behind any kind of supplies that you're doing? Or? Oh,
2: oh, that's cool. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the stuff in the school, I'm getting, I get, you know, back. I mean, I donate some things here and there, you know, but I can give receipts if I, you know, and try to get reimbursed. But no, mostly, I there's supplies there, and I'm I'm kind of good there. It's always you know, good to get supplies. But uh, um, yeah, I've been kind of compensated, which is which is good. good. Well, more than actually. I've been. Are you I've still been, selling art? I or, or, well, are you yes. selling yes it's been I mean, a little bit you give but away, right I give a lot away. I've sold a number of like a lot of pieces over yeah. the over the years and especially the past couple few. Uh, I sold a bunch of stuff, I had a really nice art show, and I sold a bunch of pieces in October. I don't m- aggressively pursue, you know, the selling stuff, but I yeah. do have some shows coming up. I'm going to have uh, November, December. I'm going to be showing work at Hearts for Hospice in Springfield, okay. and I'm going to be showing my like my five by seven inch, six by eight inch little landscape paintings. You know, which okay. are awesome Christmas presents, and I've made money there. So like that'll be kind of cool. That's awesome. So yeah, there's there's that stuff. I'm still pushing the work in that sense. You know, uh, of course, Aaron and I've been working on NFTs. And I want to yeah. keep keep working on that. I've are got a lot find- of summer camps going on.
0: Are you still find- finding time to go and, and, uh, Draw bands while they're performing? Not really, really. No,
2: I do it a little bit at open mics here and there, okay. you know. Or I, I, I haven't done a lot of shows. I miss. I'm mean, gonna do shutouts. I miss a lot of my bands. I miss like Candy Picnic and Breakneck Flow, and you know these bands that you know Asakara are just you know the house show scene and doing yeah. all these things. I I, I want to get back into it. The teaching thing has really taken a lot out of me. You know, I yeah. live out in Venita now, and I you know out that more west, so oh, that's wow. also something. It's not like I can just bike everywhere of and, anymore and. So, you know, you know, it's, you know, so I drive in town and um, so, yeah, you know, there's there's definitely shows going to be happening. So uh, last Friday of May. So that's coming up pretty quick. I'm going to be playing at the Alluvium in conjunction with uh, art showing for the last Friday Whitaker Art Walk. Okay. So I'll have a bunch of art hanging and then I'll you know, there'll be some, some music and then I'll be doing a show somewhere around eight o'clock.
0: Is there a place where we can go and view your art online and or purchase it?
2: Yes. dot uh, artfortruth.com. You can look at art. Um so art four as in the number four, truth. Um you can also look at some stuff on on like Instagram or Facebook. You can get a hold of me through either any of those as well. And that's still and, the uh, same way, right? Yes yeah art for truth with the number four a-r-t-4-t-r-u-t-h um yeah so yeah you can definitely uh do that and just kind of keep your ears out i you know Bandcamp is another thing if you want to check out my music i got a number of albums on there and i want to keep putting it out there any new music um it, it's coming soon okay. yes definitely coming coming soon and you know, perhaps even
0: more door kitties. What's that? We still get the Whale song and Mordor Kitties. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 Those those, those will never fully go away. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. So, you got some shows coming up. Uh, new album, hopefully soon.
2: Yep. Um, there's some stuff during the Whittaker Block Party. I'll be playing again at Alluvium and maybe other places. So, yeah. And I want to start getting out more now that it's summer, start going to the shows and doing the drawing. And, Perfect. And, and, um, and, yeah. Um, Doing Muse Art. I'll be doing some private teaching as well. So I'm going to keep the teaching going. As, as When this school gig is over, I'm going to, you know, there's more teaching gigs coming. So okay. we're just going to keep on spreading the word of art, honestly, in any way, shape, or form we can.
0: And I, I always wanted, this might be a staple that I do with all artists, friends that, that we have here on the show. I wanted to ask your personal opinion for anyone that's just getting out or hesitant to try to get into art at all in any kind's. Do you have uh any bits of advice or information that you can give them to help them kind of get over that hurdle
2: um well I think i do okay so if if you're if you want to get into the arts because you know or or you know try to make a living off it in the same way that you might want to try to make a living off of you know like i don't know you know any other kind of a job then you know there, there's there's protocol for that and there's routes and it and it becomes you know and that's fairly straightforward if you want to get in there because art matters to you because your voice your connection to art through whatever mechanism it is that you produce that art is is valuable to you and you feel like you have a calling to share that then then you have to do that. (laughs) There's going to be, you're going to have to push it. And there's not really an in. There's not really a, you can go to this gallery and do this or that. But what you will do is follow that. If you really believe that art, follow it and it will lead you on adventures. It will lead you to a life of artfulness and sharing that. And, in some way shape or form, if your heart is into it and I think it think and it's you know it might take a while it has for me, but it will lead you to a way that you can actually sustain it and create a bit of a you know a sustainable living through that art if you really mean it then just follow it that's what I'd say just follow it
0: that's beautiful because I remember the first uh, encounter that we had was back when there was a, a place called the downtown lounge and uh, it blew my mind that I even remembered because you kept on. Sh- coming out to shows back in like 2018, 2019 and that's when I put two and two together because there was a guy that when we played Downtown Lounge had a little art pad and was sketching us while we were playing and I happened to look down and and saw what you were working on and asked you about it and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing I ever saw and then years later to, to see the progression on how that's gone and how many bands you've done and that you're still doing it It's fucking awesome. It's one of a kind. And if you ever get a chance, if you're around Eugene or anywhere where you see a guy with a fedora type hat that's 3D printed and he's probably got paint on him and he's sketching out a live act that's going on, like buy him a beer and talk to him because he's an amazing human. Will, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Oh
2: Well, thank you, guys. I certainly appreciate you and what you do. And, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I hope to do
0: it again. Thanks a lot. You are welcome anytime, my friend. Aaron, Sweet. what do you got to say to the people?
1: All uh, right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we want to thank everyone that's listening. We, we know everyone and their family members have, you know, podcasts and shows and, and, and broadcasts that they're doing. So... The fact that you made it this far and you're listening, on behalf of Will, Aaron, and myself, thank you so much, and well, we'll see you when we do this again, man. Get rad and stay there. Cheers.